And how do y'all? I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. And welcome to Sumo, sumo Kaboom. Kaboom. Where we talk about all things sumo. That's right. And it's time to put the research behind. That's now right. we're all about sumo. We just become fans of the sport yes. for three weeks solid. That's right. So that's what we're doing. But before we jump into the sumo, we have a little bit of business to cover. That's right. Bingo! All the cards are gone. Yeah, 350 cards went out in a flash. It was crazy. I mean, in 36 hours, they were mostly gone. And the Jirio cards, because there's fewer of them, because there's fewer Jirio wrestlers, were out even sooner. So we love that you guys are playing. We have some kick-ass prizes. Just make sure that when you win, because you're all going to win, but when you win, you got to let us know ASAP. Yeah. Tag us on social media with the winning card. And at the same time, do your best to send us an email at our sumokaboom at Gmail account so that you've got double coverage. (laughs) You guys, speed is of the essence. And don't worry because we check all of the times of when things come in. So even if we haven't watched Sumo yet, we will know whose bingo came in first. That's right. Unless we mess up like we did the first two games that we ever played where we had two winners. And if that's the case, you (laughs) both people get a prize. So don't worry. That's right. I guess that's it for bingo. Okay. We have a $50 gift certificate to give away to someone who filled out our uh, Sumo uh, survey. That's what That's it's called. That's the word you're looking for. Survey. Sur- yeah, sumo survey. And the winner is. It's going to be really hard to say because it, your email is not your name, and we're not going to reveal the first your letter. email to all of our listeners. A N A. Perfect. Okay, so if <laughs> if your email starts with A N A, then you just won. But uh, we will figure out who you are. We will reach out to you. We will let you know that you won a $50 prize. Yeah, it's coming at you today. It is. Yay! Congratulations! Okay, do you have any news before we get to the sumo? I do. I have quite a bit of news, but it's kind of lighthearted. Recently retired Kota Yuki had a really nice, quiet retirement announcement last month, and he was interviewed recently and said, this is kind of fascinating to me, he's just relieved, and he will have so much less pressure in his life as an oyakata. And he said that his coach was really sad to see him retiring and believed he had a little bit more wrestling in him. But Kota Yuki said his injuries, especially to his knee, where he had had endoscopic surgery, that injury kind of left him afraid to step up on the doyo. And mentally, he said it was really difficult to deal with the fear of re-injuring himself all over again. Mm -hmm. So even though it's sad to see him retire, I am happy for him in, you know, he's wandering around in a blue jacket and he's not as fearful in this new chapter of his career. So it's nice to hear that they are relieved. When they retire, isn't it? Yeah, I like mean... Like, there's a sense, a big sense of, oh, thank God, now I get to go on to do something else. Exactly. And they're I'm not going to injure myself around every corner. Yeah, they're just happy, relieved. Yeah. All right. Well, most of you know we're not seeing Rudin this time around because he has been suspended from the tournament due to breaking some rules of quarantine pre-Basho. So he was seen... I think going in and out the rumor mill is... is We don't know. We don't know. Um, But I like to think, I don't know, maybe he went fishing and he's not allowed to go get out of the 
stable and go fishing. That's what I like to think. Oh. Or perhaps he attended the ballet and he's not allowed to go. And I think he went out for pizza. Okay. Well, maybe we should have... Uh, what happened to Ryudin? Maybe he went dancing all may- by himself. Oh, yeah, maybe he's a Shaking dancer. his hips. Maybe. Well... We don't know. He went a twerking. Maybe. That should be a poem. <laughs> Ryudin goes a twerking. Well, maybe he took his wife out dancing. Right. Maybe they went out to a lovely dinner. And then they were like, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. You're out of this whole next tournament. All these Kyujo wrestlers, though, there are some that we might see, some that, I don't know, we might not see. I think Aoyama hurt his back. He could possibly kind of return somewhere in this basho, maybe. Hakuho clearly is not going to be back. He just had surgery. And Midori Fuji, he's undergoing treatment for his lower back, right? So he plans to sit out of the whole basho. Who else is out? Oh, Rudin. Yeah, Rudin. So um, those are guys that are currently screwing up your bingo cards. Don't blame us. Don't blame us. You know um, who was spotted, though, at the Kokogikon, which I love, is who? Ka- Kakaru. He's a bouncer. <laughs> I think that's great. I love that when they retire, they're like, oh, well, now you're an elder and now you're amongst other people who are of your same rank. And now you have to kind of start at the bottom of the pile and work your way back up. It's interesting to me, but he's been doing some security and he's in his like little blue jacket. Yeah. Who was it that we saw on day one looking like he was falling asleep in the chair? Uh, that was, was that Chiono Kuni. Chiono Kuni? No, no, not Chiono Kuni. No, Kota Yuki. Kota Yuki. That was that's, Kota, that yeah. was. That was Kota Yuki. Yeah, he kind of looked like he needed a nap. Well, he said. But relief. He's very he relieved. Very relieved. Maybe that's all he wanted in his retirement is just <laughs> to sit in that chair in the Hanamichi and just like barely keep his eyes open. Anyway, it's nice to see Kota Yuki enjoying his relaxed moments of retirement. And Kakaru was also seen at the first aid. They had a, the first aid meeting. Yeah. And he was in like leather shoes and he... I mean, he was wearing more than just leather shoes, thank goodness. <laughs> but quite he was wearing, you know, a nice pressed white button down and black pants. They were front pleated black pants. And I didn't know how I felt about that. But then I was like, I'm not going to judge Cockatoo. He's like not put on like regular pants. But I do want to have a talk with him about front pleated pants. What's wrong with front pleated pants? That's kind of hard to say. Front, front pleated, pleated pants. pants. Well, Why is that bad? You know, I might offend a lot of people out there who are, I have front pleated pants. They've come back in, but it's a real fine line. Are you wearing dad pants or are you on this new trend of front pleated pants? Maybe Kakadu's on the front trend, front end of the trend. I think once you become a Yokozuna, you are like distinctly out of fashion trends. Like you can, you are trendsetter. Well, you can do whatever you want. I agree because Kitana Fuji. Araiso can wear whatever he wants. Yeah. Well, he's got great hair. He can wear back pleated pants for all I care. (laughs) He can wear parachute pants. (laughs) He can wear anything. I just can't get over the vision of back pleated (laughs) pants. Like, who who would that benefit? Maybe somebody wants to have an ass. Oh, that's a nightmare. But anyway, (laughs) happy to see Kakaru in regular people clothes and his little blue jacket and, you know, clearly... Uh, doing security, and it's lovely to see. Finally, Takayasu has met his baby daughter. And 
we'll talk about the sumo that's about to come, but we're seeing like a renewed, energized Takayasu. And it's because he got to meet his baby daughter. And he said that it's giving him some focus and awareness to make his way up the ladder again. But he also said, and this is a little, if Takayasu, if you're listening, he said he likes his new life and everything and he's doing what he can to help his wife around the house and so he asks her like what can I do to help around the house like to help you which is really sweet but I want to tell Takayasu like there's part there's a problem there like you can't ask her like you, you have to just like do it you don't need her to tell you what to do if the dishes are dirty then do the dishes right if the baby needs a bath you give the baby a bath I right? wish you guys could see Leslie right now because she's practically flushed with excitement right now (laughs) like the image of this man helping his wife with their new baby is clearly clearly got your number it does i love takiyasu and i'm excited about him and i think and we're about to talk about it he's been showing us some really spectacular sumo so we hope whatever this new mojo he found he keeps and it brings him to the top again i guess that's all i have Okay, day one sumo. Can I just start by saying that on day one, um, that 50-year-old wrestler, Hanakaze, he got a win. He won. And it was the first time that a 50-year-old in 116 (laughs) years, he'll be 51 at the end of the month. He won. So God bless him. Never give up. Never give up. Keep your sumo going, guys. I like the fact that this is newsworthy that he won. It is. God love him. Is he the only 50-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. He's the only 50-year-old. He's going to keep setting that record until he retires, essentially. (laughs) Every day that he wins, they're going to be like, look, another record. A 51-year-old won in sumo. And then he's just going to keep going. A 60-year-old won. I know. When is this guy going to retire? He might never. I say go for it. I do, too. There's something just uniquely amazing about it he's living the life of a sumo wrestler and that's one he loves yeah so why why give up on your passion even if you're not clearly in the top division like good on him i don't know maybe gives me hope as i one day approach 50 that i've got a shot at sumo (laughs) day one First of all, major props, major, major props for the new crane shots, the new camera The angles. butt cam, we love it. We adore it. I feel like closer than ever before. They're mm-hmm. taking me right into the action and I notice it every time they share the shots. I love it. Well, Whoever's we behind that camera, face. I love we, it. At the touchy eye, we yep. can see the faces between the guys. It's like a hover cam. It's, it's so awesome. cool. They're giving us everything we need. Yep. I love it. Also, on day one, we got to see, this is before the sumo event started, we got to see something we don't get to see in every single sumo tournament, and that was the poster reveal. And we got to see it not once, but twice. I love this poster reveal. I know you do, Leslie. Well, I love it because of this sound effect. It is sci-fi meets sumo. 
I know. It's uh, this cool riff of like sports and sci-fi together. <laughs> like they might beam Dae Show up into space. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's very alien-like. <laughs> and there's no other sport that has anything like it. And I love it. And I love the whole like curtain it's coming up very in front. It, it Well, yeah. And also because they're filming it from below. So it's above. Mm-hmm. It's like the ultimate hero shot. And the pictures are always gorgeous. And Daesho mm-hmm. standing there in like sumo superhero pose with his arms flexed and out to the side. And he looks fucking amazing. I know. The only thing the the only thing that bothered me about it is that when it goes back to back with somebody else like this one did, yeah. it was Daisho and what Taren Fuji. Yeah, Taren Fuji. And uh, it less the second guy who gets the reveal. Does it, it? It just lessens their drama, oh. just a tiny bit. Just I'm, a tiny. I'm not sure I agree with you. I thought they were both great. They were both great. I'm not saying they weren't great. I'm just saying the second guy doesn't get the benefit of the first synthesizer. Maybe effect. they should have put it in a separate key for Terra and yes. or yes. like added a little more terror synth in there yes. somehow. So like a more some base. crickets in there or something that belongs in a terrifying sci-fi horror flick. That would have been perfect. But it, I thought it was great as is. I love it. All right. We're seeing some familiar faces back on day one it was just yes. so nice to see mr sumo back to one on the first day i love tiamato he um he just looks jolly he's very fierce but he doesn't look mean but he's a very serious wrestler he's incredible yeah really nice to see ishiura back he i miss new... those buns of steel and he is so ripped now his traps i swear to god he just spent the last six months working on his traps well and i think it was for the reveal of that brand new gold mawashi right it's he, pretty i mean he's just a vision from head to toe of yeah um you know in rocky horror picture show the the creature yeah. has a little gold speedo yeah that's kind of what he looks like Rocky or Rocky Horror Picture Show? Well, no, not Rocky. There was nobody <laughs> in a speedo in Rocky. I was trying to be Rocky but there Horror. Was a, the there Rocky was, Horror Show. The Rocky yes, Horror Picture Show. But there was a blonde. Yeah, that's the creature. Well, yes, in but the there was tiny wa- speedo. Yes, but there's also a blonde. I haven't seen Rocky in a long time, but the bad guy in Rocky oh, was no, also was... blonde and tall and very ripped. And did he have gold on his shorts at some point? I feel like he, he did. He was Russian. I believe yes. that was Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> I love the fact that you know his name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. I the think Rocky his picture name is Dolph. Or dwarf. Dwarf? Dwarf? <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. No, he was really tall, though, and he was not wearing a Speedo. But he, he had, wore he the black like, yeah, teeth. teeth guard. Yeah. And the Rocky Horror Picture Show guy did not have the black thing. No, he had blonde hair. Blonde hair, and he was ripped in a gold lame Speedo, yes, but he did not have the teeth protector in because he was singing, obviously, or kind of singing. No, he never sang. He just stood there and... Other people sang around him? Yeah. He was just a creature everybody wanted to bone. Not Dolph Lundgren. Didn't he talk in the... Yeah, but he was kind of like, he's like a creature. Well, yeah, but didn't he talk in some songs? Like, he didn't sing, Yeah, but... he has a song. Yeah, okay, thank you. Yes, he has a song. Yeah, it's towards the end. Yeah. Where it's like, nobody understands me. That's it. I think. I did the show. It was a long time ago. But I've never again, done that is this podcast about Sumo or the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Well, Rocky and Rocky Horror Picture Show are so damn similar. It's amazing. <laughs> 
<laughs> we seem to go down the Rocky path or Rocky Horror Picture Show path often. Yes. Okay. I'm going to skip to Coach Nawaka versus Teretsuyoshi on day one. Teretsuyoshi hankered from the top. Coach Nawaka went forward. Teretsuyoshi ducked underneath and did a beautiful Ashitori leg pick. And Kotonowaka, the poor guy, just just didn't know what hit him. I know. And I had this thought, Kotonowaka, that's probably exactly how I would look in a sumo ring. If I tried to do sumo, I would just like amble forward and then somebody would jump out of my way, pick up my leg, and I would end up flat on the floor. <laughs> so I really had to... I had We've to, all had days like that, yeah. Kotonowaka. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's how this whole basho started for Kotonowaka. But I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. I'm going to skip a long way here because there was a lot of great sumo. Takayasu versus Tobisaru. Takayasu really looked strong, and he looked stable as a bridge. He thrust out Tobizaru like he weighed nothing. Tobizaru could not do anything, and I thought, Takayasu is still in fine form. Yes. Feels great. Feels like we're right back in the old basho. That's right. It's all because he's helping with the chores around the house now. Yes. Terunofuji versus Meisei. Terunofuji picked up Meisei, honestly, like a piece of trash. <laughs> Both arms <laughs> twisted up underneath and inside. He walked him back and basically threw him off the doyo. I, I don't know that he even looked at the guy after he threw them off. I marveled at this win, and I just thought, oh, Terunofuji is back in the same fabulous shape he looks really wonderful but i also thought oh poor Mese and those arms i'm really just amazed that nobody has rotator cuff injuries in this sport because it looked painful yeah but so good yeah it was a kimidashi win for yep. teda nafuji but mese has been training so hard and he really has been stepping up and I found it fascinating to just see how easily he could lose to someone as incredible as Terunofuji. The Ozekis continued doing really well on day one. Shodai beat Hokutofuji. And Hokutofuji is also in a new blue Mawashi. I know. That is gorgeous. Really loving the tones. Yes. It's a big step up. It works well up. with his skin tone. It's well, lovely. Yeah. It's and a nice it just, shimmer, sheen, if you yeah. will. Yeah, yeah. Takakesho. Well, first I have to say, Wakataka Kage showed up on day one looking so buff. Takakesho showed up on day one looking just like the cannonball that he is. Yes. They met. Takakesho completely smothered Wakataka Kage and walked away with his first win of the Basho. So that's three Ozeki looking very strong. Asanoyama met Daesho. Daesho's pushing game was on point. He pushed Asanoyama back. All the way to the ropes. It really looked like Asanayama was in trouble. But just at the last minute, he did a beautiful matrix move and pushed Daesho out from the back. It was a bit of a surprise. Didn't see that yeah. coming. Yeah. Daesho really looked like he had the upper hand through most of that fight. But Asanayama took the win in the end. And at the end of that fight, it was all four Ozekis looking strong. And I was like, great. We're back in. Everybody's it feels good. good. Yep, feels yeah. good to be here. And then day two happened. I'll just start by saying that this day was eventful, but it's also kind of when the shit hit the fan. And you could kind of tell that in the beginning because even before we got to Makauchi, there was this. Um, there's a lot of video going around of this in-home match. Ura 
managed to kind of swing Enho around and gets his arm at the edge in the most uncomfortable position. You know, it's it, it was like locked up. And it kind of looks like, you know, when you take a chicken wing or chicken leg off of a roasted chicken, that kind of awkward position, you have to kind of turn it and twist it. <sighs> That's exactly what he did to Enho's arm. And Enho, after the match, was holding his, uh, looked like his bicep or his inner elbow. It looked painful. Now, there were some other really cool matches, despite the fact that some of our big faves managed to lose on day two. But mm-hmm. I will talk about one of my faves who managed to win, and that is Akiseyama versus Koto Eko. Now, this was a really, really great bout. The exception, though, was the really <laughs> slow kind of lumbering Tachiai, but Akiseyama seemed to be pushed back at the Tachiai a little bit. And normally he doesn't really budge. You know, he's really hard to move backwards. And he did this time, but he managed to fight a very aggressive Kotoeko at the edge. He was kind of pushed back to the edge. Kotoeko at this point was furiously trying to push the big man out, but he just couldn't finish him off. He was just too much to move. And Akisiyama had some incredible tricks up his mawashi, if you will, um, because he did a couple of really swift leg kicks to Kotoeko, and that managed to get him off balance enough for Akiseyama to drive him back into the center of the ring again. They stalled out for a second, but Akiseyama finds some momentum and continues to finish the drive and pushes a very, very tired Kotoeko out. It was just nice. Despite what it looks like, it kind of looks like Akiseyama is is, um, fighting in slow motion. He's not. He's really quick. He just looks like he's slow. But it's a great, fun match to watch. I was really impressed with Akiseyama's wide grounded stance yeah here and i often am he is just so grounded yeah well and i get nervous when he's at the ring edge because some of these big guys just step out they just already know that they're had and so that they they don't fight they're like okay i'm gonna go over like a big tower so they step out that day he did not he fought back yep it was just really cool to watch Let's talk about Kageyaki versus Endo. I think Kageyaki won the Tachiai on day two with his match with Endo. And he gets his hands inside of Endo's pits, you know, like he kind of always goes for. He always goes in for those little inside little pit (laughs) grabs. Mm -hmm. And he drives Endo powerfully backwards into the edge. But at the edge, Endo does this quick sidestep and dances on top of the bales. And Kageyaki falls forward as Endo steps out just kind of barely. It was a very, very close call with the Gyoji saying it went to Kageyaki. But the Manoi that they had, because it was so close, reversed it and it actually went to Endo with a slapdown at the edge call. That was a Hataki Komi slapdown win for Endo. Just a quick shout out that uh, this match between Hidenoumi and Hoshoryu, if you ever watch Hidenoumi after he wins, he kind of looks like a gangster. Like, look at his face. He's like, I'm a Don. He looks like a gangster. That was just a side note. Also, Onosho versus Miyogaru Onosho won, but he also has like a really funny post-bout, I'm very proud of myself face. So I want you to notice some of these faces when they win and when they lose. But these two, Onosho and Hidenoumi, have very distinctive post-bout faces. Well, and Hidenoumi on day two, he let out a really big sigh, as I recall. And there is something like James Gandolfini- wasn't that his name? Yeah. There is something about that sigh that reminds me of him. It's a sigh of, 
I'm so annoyed with you. <laughs> you could see him going, oh, sure you. Jesus, you tried everything. But I'm so annoyed with you. Yeah. And I got you. <laughs> You're not worth my time a day. That's right. I wish I could say that with a New York accent and really say it like James Gandolfini, but I can't. I can't. I can't do my New York accent anymore. I sound more like Boston. But, oh, yeah, um, you did sound like Boston. Yeah, but um, that's because I've been away from New York for yeah. a few years now. Kiribayama versus Daesho. Okay, so Daesho actually has a very sloppy tachi eye up top, but he does get the left inside grip right side out that he wants on Kiribayama. Kiribayama has this really deep left shoulder grip, though, on Daesho, and he tries to keep Daesho off of the other side of his belt because he knows he's toast if Daesho gets it. So Daesho still, you can see in the playback, he wiggles little, little fingers in there, and he eventually grabs Kiribayama's mawashi, the front of it, and he lifts up. And then he walks him backwards, pretty straightforward. But just then, Kiribayama goes for a leg-tripping maneuver, and he pivots around on Daesho and yanks him hard, attempting, I guess, some sort of throw to get Daesho off balance. But Daesho stays low, and with his one-arm grip clenched tightly on Kiribayama, he hops forward and bounces Kiribayama backwards and to the ground. So Daesho won this one on the belt, as opposed to his Angry Birds attack, which he normally does, yeah. which is really nice to see him doing this, because if he wants to level up, we've got to be able to see how versatile he is, and we just rarely see it. So that's why this match really stuck out in my mind. It's like, okay, he can go He can go on the belt. He doesn't need to do the pushing attack, which is brutal, but I liked when I saw this. Yeah, I did too. And, uh, you know, 10 points for a good belly flop. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Okay, Asuruyama versus Meisei. Asuruyama, he wins the Tachiai in this bout, I think, and he gets Meisei's upper arms all locked up. He moves Meisei backwards, as you would think, but somehow Meisei got Asanayama turned around at the ring's edge and he hops backwards into the side then. And as he's holding on to Asanoyama's upper arm, he swings him around and pushes him out. And so this is a Oshidashi win for Meisei over Asanoyama. Uh, the first loss for Asanoyama. But Asanoyama, win or lose, I still think is doing some really great sumo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he sometimes loses, but barely. And I think that that's the catch with him and leveling up is that he's gotten really good at averting every advance from a real tricky little or big rikishi. But it's like three quarters of the way through the match is when sometimes the mistakes get made or it'll happen at the very, very tail end. So it's like his brain is there. And then maybe as he, you know, people get in car accidents when they're close to home. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of like that. It's like when he just thinks he's almost home, there's something in his brain that like gets distracted and that's when he loses. I still think he's doing great sumo. He looks good to me despite losing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, who knows? It's day two. We'll see. I'm um, going to judge him the whole time yeah, based on day two. Yeah, I'm going to give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt and say, you know, still gaining some experience. It's only day two. All right. Hokuto Fuji versus Terane Fuji. Okay. Nobody really gets a grip 
on each other's belt, post-tachii, they keep each other at a distance and away from each other. They kind of slug it out as these two brutes normally do. But finally, Tedunofuji gets his right arm inside. And by wrapping up the left shoulder of Hoktofuji, he advances him backwards. Hoktofuji tries to pivot and wiggle out of it, but ends up spinning himself in a full turn, which reveals his backside to Tedunofuji and who is at that moment expected to push him out and he does he finishes him off with a push from the rear a kuridashi win for Tedanofuji. it was decisive when he's looking good y'all yeah he's looking he's driven looking, and confident he's looking good the terror man is on fire Talk about somebody else who's been looking good Wakatakakage yep. versus Shodai wow yeah wow Wakatakakage has a huge tachi eye Shodai absorbs it, as he normally does. Wakatakakage, he has a really strong position with a deep inside grip on Shodai, who has now been, at this point, pushed to the edge. Wakatakakage just belly forces Shodai over the ring's edge. It was a really nice beating of an Ozeki. Nice drive by Wakatakakage. And I think Shodai might have been surprised. Wakatakakage is just like a little fireball, and he is so good. Yeah, Wakataka Kage did something so beautiful here that I don't see very often. He had Shodai right at the edge. Mm-hmm. Shodai was trying to stay in. Right. And Shodai grabbed Wakataka Kage and he pulled both of his arms up. And Shodai's so much bigger right. than Wakataka Kage. But when he pulled up like that, Wakataka Kage straightened his legs and he pushed straight down with his feet, like legs extended. It was like he stapled himself to the doyo as Shodai was trying to pull him up. Mm-hmm. Because if Shodai had been able to pull him up just a little more, his feet would have gone out of the ring first. Right. But he just stapled himself down and said, I am not moving. You are going out first. I've been just so impressed by ring edge dynamics in the last three days. So much has been happening right at the edge. And that was one of those moments where I thought, dang, he's got like full body ring sense happening in a very unusual way. Not many guys have that kind of ring sense to do that. And he's determined as hell. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, this matchup. We always love these. It's like the Laverne and Shirley of sumo. This is Mitaki Umi versus Takakesho. Oh, I was going to say Kip's big boy sumo match. Oh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. To, Kip's, to yeah. our international listeners, just ignore that. You have no idea what Kip's big boy is. He's a very large fast food guy that stands. He's not a real guy. No. It's a statue. It's a statue, but he stands outside Kip's Big Boy restaurant. He's a very large guy, and I think he wears like red or maybe the checkered pants. Checkered. Yeah. And uh, he just overalls. stands there with a smile on his face. He's just a very large, happy big boy outside of Kip's Big Boy. Yeah. So well, that's, that's what Mitakiyumi and Takakesho <laughs> look like. Yeah. Talari. Yeah. Well, I love this match. I love these guys going head to head. It always brings me smiles. Mm hmm. Just the usual power thrust from each other post-Tachiai. It's just so powerful. They do swap advantage for a while here with Takakesho advancing and then Mitakeyumi retreating. But then Mitakeyumi would muster enough power to advance back on Takakesho. They do this evenly two or three times until Mitakeyumi grabs a shallow grip on Takakesho's belt. And Takakesho then does a quick hop backwards and he does a side jump from here, hoping in that moment to 
to slap down Mitakeyumi as he's retreating, it doesn't work. As Mitakeyumi seizes that vulnerable moment and follows through with a driving push, and he pushes Takakesho backwards and out. After this bout, though, Mitakeyumi, his right eye was like swollen and banged up, and he had scratches all over. I mean, it's like a cat fight between two enormous cats. Well, and poor Takakesho went down, I don't even know what you call that fall, right on the edge of the doyo, where it's like crotch to nose, <laughs> right on the corner, it's just brutal. bounced right off the thing and onto the floor. <laughs> Sometimes there are moments in sumo where I'm like, that is so bad why am i enjoying this I and that was one of those moments it's brutal but <laughs> and they just pop right back up like they it's do. nothing they do that's what they do all day long but he um matakiyumi afterwards said that you know he was asked about all these scratches and all of these scars and you know he's like i wear these scratches on my body as a medal of honor and i think they see it as that when they go head to head with other people they like to go head to head with yeah and um it's just the cool thing so well, that was a great match it's the same way between you and me exactly yeah <laughs> it's the same exactly the same <laughs> three ozeki lost on day two we should mention only yeah and fuji won it was a big change from day one to day two in the ozeki world which brings us to day, day three. three. Kaisei still looking a little bit lost on day three. I don't know if he knows he's where he is. Well, I Does he wonder... know he's in the middle of a sumo tournament? Well, I wondered, is he injured? He might be. Maybe I just don't know about an injury that he's he's uh, trying to fight with because he looks very out of sorts and I can't yeah. quite figure out why. Yeah, he looks like ho-hum Kaisei. Or like low back pain or knee pain, Kaisei. I don't know. I need to look that up. But it it doesn't seem to be going all that well for Kaisei, even on day three. Although Chiyomaru won in that match with him, which we always like to see Mr. Sumo win. Yes, we do. We do. But I still on day three, I'm enjoying the silence in the whole arena. Like being able to hear the Yobidashi calls as well as we can hear them and being able to hear the breathing, the deep breathing, especially in these longer matches. Mm -hmm. I am just so grateful for the opportunity to be able to hear all that yeah, and to experience it even closer than ever before with the extra crane shots. On day three, that was just coming through for me loud and clear. Yeah. Did you know that like Takara Fuji was interviewed and he also said in the same way he appreciates the silence because he said it helps him focus on what he needs to do. I I also wonder if that's like the case for any wrestler who has kids that they're like, once they step into an arena that's dead quiet, you're like, finally, it's just quiet in here. And doesn't Takara Fuji have kids? So I keep thinking some of these guys must really appreciate the silence. Well, (laughs) we don't get to experience silence that much overall. It's more meditative to watch it with the silence than with people screaming. And though, you know, I would love to sit and watch it in person any way I could. I just really appreciate the times like this because I feel like I'm even closer to them. Mm That close camera shot of Endo doing his Shiko, where it was silent, and you could see the beautiful athleticism and flexibility of that move. I thought, I would have paid 50 bucks just to stand here and watch him do Shiko. It's just like like the ballet. It's gorgeous. And I can't, (laughs) it's like I never get over that feeling of going, it is gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous. Yes. Okay. Anyway, so speaking of Endo, Endo met Tamawashi on day three. 
Tamawashi, man. He looking he good. Started, Tamawashi is back. He started with a huge tachi that basically knocked Endo backward, almost looking like it knocked the wind out of that poor guy. And he went for a Notawa attack, not with one hand, but with both hands. Yeah. So both hands on Endo's face and neck. And Endo resisted valiantly at the edge. And then Tamawashi just couldn't quite send him out of the ring so he changed tactics went in the opposite direction pulled grabbed endo's arm and then flipped him with an arm lock throw also called a kotanage and uh threw him down on the whole other side of the ring as beautiful as endo shiko was did not quite prepare him for that match <laughs> but wow was it fun to watch yeah. and tamawashi looked large and in charge I got to send some appreciation to Tsurugisho, who met Ichinojo on day five. Ichinojo ran forward, both both hands extended. Tsurugisho stepped to the side, but Ichinojo kept moving like a car rolling downhill. <laughs> Tsurugisho <laughs> spun and ushered Ichinojo out in that beautiful square dancing promenade yes. position. I yes. just have to appreciate it every single time when it happens. It's like watching somebody slip on a banana peel. Yeah, watch your partner round and round. <laughs> it was it's pretty sloppy from Ichinojo, that, that, that two-handed, like, ah, I'm moving forward, Tachiai, but without any power behind it. it. I think that's kind of what lost him, but it did have a fun finish. <laughs> and there was also some really f just a delight to watch when Hoshoryu got pushed out of the ring by Onosho. He basically landed... Flat on, on a judge. On. Yeah. And the slow-mo cam decided to show the yes. slow-mo replay of that as opposed to the actual bout. Because, which I because it was so good. I it mean, was. the guy still has, I don't know how old he is, but he still has enormous hip flexibility and the reflexes of a cat because all he did was lean a little bit to the left and take one shoulder back so that Hoshoryu just like deflected off this guy and he was totally fine. He didn't think, lose his glasses. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I think Murray actually had a little bit of commentating on him. He's like, he has a nice move, a nice roll to the side. I was like, what are we watching here? I loved it. I loved every bit of it. I did too. But yes, how sure you lost. Okay, Takayasu. He met Meisei on day three and again is looking great. I think the short way to explain this is Meisei ran into the wall of Takayasu and bounced back. He retreated. He tried to escape to the right. Takayasu followed. And Meisei just flat out lost his balance as Takayasu just did such a good job of reacting to mm -hmm. what Meisei was doing. He won with an Oshitaoshi. It was definitive. And Takayasu was looking strong. 3-0, baby. Yeah. 3-0. That takes us to Takakeisho versus Hokuto Fuji. Boy, huge clash here. And Takakeisho never, ever stopped pushing. Even when Hokuto Fuji placed his feet apart on the bales, he just never stopped pushing. And kids, you can do this at home. You can play this game at home. Just run headfirst at a wall, put your entire body behind it, and do not stop until you go through that wall. That is basically what Takakesho did. Yeah. It was a nice Oshidashi win for Takakesho. I always like Hokuto Fuji versus anybody because it's just electric, but these two against each other's fun. <laughs> 
Okay. We're going to talk about that Waka Takakage versus Asanoyama. Oh, no. I'm going to skip it all together. Okay. Okay. No. Good God. If there's one fight that is worth the price of admission, it was this it's one, yeah. this one. Asanoyama versus Waka Takakage. And I have surrounded my explanation of this fight with so many stars. I don't know how I'm going to read this back to you. <laughs> it was such great sumo. First of all, it started with Waka Takakage doing a huge picture perfect hanka. And it was a surprise. I did not see that coming. I probably he should is have. He so quick. He is so quick. I swear it looked like he was coming forward and he hankered. So, I, man, well done, Wakatakakage, for that. Asanoyama must have been prepared because although, you know, he overstepped and lost his balance, he recovered quickly. And he grabbed Wakatakakage and he tried to, he basically went chest to chest with Wakatakakage, who's much smaller. And he tried to rock him one way and then the other. And Wakatakakage stayed grounded throughout that. He grabbed Asanayama's belt. Asanayama walked Wakatakakage. Boy, that is tough to say. Walked Wakatakakage back. <laughs> But he just could not finish him. He just couldn't push him over Which the Which is bales. interesting because that moment is really when he should have he should have won. But he couldn't. But he couldn't. And Wakatakakage was on the edge. And I watched this like three times. He was at the edge with only one leg on the bales at one point. The other leg was just in air balancing. That kid's balance is out of this world. Wakatakakage pushed back at the edge they were in the center of the ring again, and Wakatakakage put his head low on Asanayama's chest and pushed and pushed for all his might. Asanayama spun from one side to the other. Basically, Wakatakakage never let up and ended up pushing Asanayama out. Wakatakakage got a bloody nose for it. Oh, brutal. But, oh my goodness, what was it beautiful? What was the official kimarite? I did not write it down. Yoritaoshi. It was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So but, I mean, a push and a fall at the end because it was it was small guy working. Working he was with the Tasmanian dev- devil. Is that, isn't that what it's called? The Tasmanian but devil? But he wasn't spinning like that. He was so grounded. Yeah, I, I think I just meant an intensity. Okay. Because nobody was doing full circles out well, there. Well, we've seen that from Hokuto Fuji. We, we did. <laughs> we saw a full pirouette. But the thing is about this match is that I have to give almost as much props to Asanoyama. Oh, yeah. Who lo- if you're going to lose... He lost well because we all know we saw really good defensive sumo from him. And oh, yeah. I mean, Wakataka Kage was on fire. He was a devil coming for him. And for someone much smaller, that's harder for a bigger guy to handle that guy. And Asanoyama, through every one of Wakataka Kage's uh, shoulder pushes and turnarounds and just being like the biggest thing to handle, Asanoyama did an amazing job. He just ended up being the short stick. You know what it made me think of? You know how, have you ever played that game where you're like, pick me up, and then you pretend like you're really light, and then you're like, pick me up again, and you think that you're really heavy inside, and there's a, like a... No, I've never played this game. Oh, well, Do you do this at slumber parties? Yes, yes. (laughs) 
There's a way just by thinking that you can make yourself heavier or lighter. Oh, like light as a feather, stiff as a board? Well, it's not that game, but... <laughs> But you can't, like, there is something energetic about being grounded. You can mm. move your center of balance. And when I watched this fight, I thought, man, Wakataka Kage is doing something spiritually or energetically to keep his balance so low and to keep himself from being able to be twisted out by much larger guys. I don't know what that is. And I don't even think that you could point to it. Something that is working to his benefit to keep his feet on the ground. Perhaps. Or he's the devil himself. <laughs> Let's not go there. Oh, but he's he's looking great. He's okay, looking there's great. two more fights to cover on day three. Terana Fuji. He took out the trash. <laughs> That's what it looked like he to me. He basically, Tobizaru ran in. I don't know what he had planned, but he ran in. Terana Fuji basically grabbed his left arm and then grabbed the T-bar of his mawashi and just chucked him right out of the ring. Terana yeah. Fuji's looking on fire. Anything that's coming at him, he is just dispensing with it like it's nothing right, right. now. It looks which, so easy for him. Tobizaru looks easy. Yeah, and that is what happens when you see a Yokozuna fight. Right. It should look like it that. It looks I mean, Tobisaru is Magashira number two. Yeah. It's not like he's Magashira 17. Yeah. I mean, he's he was dealt with like It's not like me unruler, running at the guy. Right. He was dealt with like an unruly child. Yeah. And escorted to the principal's office. Yes. And to finish it off, Shodai versus Daesho. Daesho went in for his Nodawa attack right on the throat. I feel like it missed a little bit. Well... Maybe, yeah, but Shodai responded well. He moved, you know how they, they basically move their arms up mm -hmm. to break the Nodawa yeah. attack? So he did that really well several times over and over and over again, getting Daesho off of his neck. But Daesho kept pushing, eventually pushing Shodai back to the bales. He went in for a final push. And man, I've been talking a lot about balance, but... The best way to explain this is they ended up, they both spun and were falling out, but they were apart from each other on the bales. Shodai looking at Daesho, each of them had one foot on the Tawada and they were balancing and trying to wait for the other one to fall out first. It reminded me of two boys playing out in the rain, balancing on one foot and trying not to fall over something at the same time. It was it was very unusual. It's a sight that you don't see very often. Or it looked like a strange dance-off or something. They were trying to, like, float on air. And, I mean, the margin in this match was the tip of a toe. That's well, what blows my mind. So, basically, they both went out. It was called to Shodai. But there was a long, long monoe. Daesho's left big toe grazed outside the ring as they were both balancing Floating, up there. Levitating, essentially. Yeah. Using that whatever energy to keep yourself up as long as you can so you fall second and not first. So it went to Shodai, but it was like hair's, hair's breadth close. Like a bunny? Like a hair? Or like... H-A-I-R, the okay. width of a hair. Oh, yeah, okay, yes, yes. Hair's, yes. hair's breadth distance apart. Yes. It was, yeah, it was close. It was amazing. I, I think thought Shodai they were... so dang lucky. Well, I know. I thought they were going to call a rematch. I did too. I wanted to see that. Yeah, me too. 
But what it went to show off. that. Well, I don't even call it a ripoff. I mean, <laughs> if the guy's toe grazed outside, then yep, that Shodai earned that win because he just had slightly better positioning mm-hmm. on the Tawada. And the guy is a master of moves like that. He's yeah. a master of reaction. He's tricky. And he's like, he's got that. I'm getting so esoteric today, but he's got that bobbly, he's bouncy, like, yeah, upper up. energy. He can stay up much longer than you would think a guy of his size can. Yeah. Whereas Wakataka Kage can stay down much longer than a guy of his size should be able to. Or Daesho, you mean? Well, no, I was talking Wakataka oh, Kage. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Daesho, he just seems like a cannonball like Takakeisho Right. Does. He doesn't seem to have that upward mobility that Shodai seems. And, yeah. and when you look at their legs, their legs look different, you know? Yeah, sure. You know, Shodai's a little bit longer and leaner. And um, I mean, not all that different, but Daesho's thighs and leg, his bottom half is far heavier. Yeah. So maybe it was just that simple. Difference of weight, difference of leg length. I don't know. I don't know. But the end of day three was really great. Yeah. I'm just loving it all. We're seeing some great sumo. Yep. We're seeing an awesome Yokozuna run from Tedanifuji. Yep. We're just seeing, and Takayasu showing up with his A game, which we all love and see. It's just been fun. Yeah, and there's despite, lots more to come. Yeah, despite not having any sounds. We have the new butt cam. We're as happy as can be. Yep. We're, we're loving it. Yep. We should have more audience coming in in the next few days. We'll see. We shall see. But until then, that is our style of sumo here at Sumo Kaboom. Yep. See you guys next week. That's right. Sayonara. See y'all later. Bye. Bye.